My, my, my. Church, say amen. amen. Grab your Bible. Remain standing for just a second. Remain standing. We'll just read a, a verse in respect and honor to the Lord's word. John chapter number 16. John chapter number 16 and verse number 33. I tell you what, I have flat had a good time already. It's been good to be in the Lord's house. I want to I wanna preach today. And, and, and Lord's willing, uh, deal with a subject that, that I'm going to have to, gonna, I know everybody hates those movies or those TV shows where we did before, I mean, in the, the day of DVR, it's different, but you remember, you remember when you had to get up and change your channel? Everybody remember that? You remember, you remember how it felt when you was watching a TV show and I mean, it was just right there and then all of a sudden you see the, those dreaded words, to be continued. And everybody wanted to cuss and say bad words. Say amen. Well, I'm, 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 I hate to have to say this, uh, but I couldn't get all of the information in one setting. So this is going to be a to be continued, all right? I, I, I've, I was really praying and seeking the Lord and what he'd want me to, to speak on today because you, you always want to do a good job when you have a special day. And, and, and man, I was praying, and, and, and this is the topic the Lord placed on my heart is the topic of peace, peace. I, I don't know if you've, you, you, you've been keeping up with the news or keeping up with the times, but we are living in a world that has no peace, no peace. But I'm glad to know that I serve the Prince of Peace. And you can have peace, amen? And, and this is going to be a two-parter. Today, we're going to deal with the peace with God. And next week, we're going to talk about having the peace of God, the peace of God. And I, and I promise you, you don't want to miss it. So let's, let's jump right in here. Uh, John 17, or excuse me, 16, in verse number 33. If you, don't, if you don't have a Bible with you, we'll have it on the screen here for you. Uh, uh, Saint, or, uh, John 16, 33, if you're there, say amen. amen. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me... Ye might have peace. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. That word means trouble, turmoil. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yeah, boy. Now, if you have a red letter edition Bible, that, that is in red, and that means Jesus is speaking. And Jesus is telling you, you can have peace in a troubled world. And all God's people say it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for what, what, what we have experienced already. I, I, I'm so excited. I, it has been a great service already. Lord, I have felt your presence. But Lord, we need you the most in this part than any part. This is your word. It can only be understood through the, through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you'll touch every soul and every heart in this room. I pray for that one that's searching for peace in their relationship, searching for peace in their home, searching for peace in their heart. I pray that you'll give us peace today. I pray that you don't let me forget anything that I need to say. And don't let me say anything I shouldn't say. And I pray that your perfect will be done. We love you. And we thank you for all that you've done and going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
Extraordinary moments in Hawaii, over 450 earthquakes in 24 hours and spewing lava. of yet another mass shooting, this time a little church in a small Texas town. You never think something like this is gonna happen close to home, you know? Half of those massacred were children. Why would you do this to people that are just praying? We have some breaking news at this hour. Reportedly, a member of Congress has been shot. Representative Scalise taken off the field by medics. I never thought I would come to baseball practice and have to dodge bullets. Terror in Manchester. <laughs> Horrific bombing at Britain's largest concert arena. Many of the victims, teenagers and children, attending an Ariana Grande concert. Rapidly developing North Korea crisis. The rogue nation firing another ballistic missile. They will be met with fire and fury. Unfortunately, none of these were made-up stories just to tag on somebody's emotions. All of this was real life. All of this is going on right now, right as we speak. Uh, we are living in a world that's in turmoil. We are living in a world that's in chaos. Uh, but we're still here, amen? Now, what, what do we do? What do we do? The word peace it's a very popular word. You hear it all the time. People write songs about it. People try to say, we, we need to bring peace. There needs to be peace. Peace is a popular word, but it seems an impossible reality. It's a constant, it's a constant pursuit 
But it seems like the world can never find it. Turmoil's everywhere we turn. is dominating, dominating the world we live in. There's an absence of personal peace, family peace, local peace, national peace, and obviously international peace. The historians, the Durants, have said by their calculations in the last 3,500 years, in the last 3,500 years, there's been less than 300 years in 3,500 years that could be considered peaceful. People try to find peace and quiet. Counselors try to make peace. Police try to keep the peace. Global politicians try to establish the peace until we all finally rest in peace. People pursue peace by diversion. We just don't think about it. We try to ignore what's going on around us. We try to ignore our circumstances and the situations that we face through drugs, through recreation, through entertainment, through hobbies. But really, if the truth is told and, 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 and if the facts be, be dealt with, in this world ye shall have tribulation. There will never be peace in this world. Never. There will never be peace in this world. Now, what do we do about that? Uh, you say, preacher, we're, you're supposed to be preaching about peace. So far, you've thrown me into a great depression. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. This world will tell you that peace will be found when your troubles are taken away. The peace, in other words, peace is the absence of bad circumstances. That's what the world will say. But if that's the case, and if that's the truth, then we are in trouble. Because there will never be a time when there won't be difficult circumstances, where there won't be turmoil, where there won't be chaos. Now, here's the thing. Let's look at a couple things. If you take notes, some of, if you're a guest here, some of our people like to take notes, so I give them a little outline to write down. But here, here's the truth of the matter. Here's the truth of the matter. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, I want you to see the reality we face. I, I, know, I, I know what people want to think. And, 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 and Oh, if we just had more economic opportunity, if we just had more economic opportunity, then we wouldn't have all these problems. That's not true. It doesn't matter what the economic background is. There are bad people everywhere. There are bad poor people and there are bad rich people. All we need, oh, if we just had more education, then you'd have smarter crooks. Listen, it's, it's not a head problem. It's a heart problem. This is, this is the reality we face. This is the reality we face. I'm going to give you three things underneath that and, and, and we'll talk about it, all right? Here's, here's the thing, and, and, and today, today is all about having peace with God, peace with God. Do you realize that the, 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 the one person that you need to truly have peace with, that is our Savior. There is a God in heaven who made everything that you see. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He made it. He is the creator. He is God. We are the creation. And boy, if there's anybody we need to be right with and in peace with, it's with God. Because you can't have the peace of God till you have peace with God. Well, that doesn't make sense. Why would we need peace with God? God is love and he loves everybody. Yeah, but there's some things people are leaving out. There's some things people are leaving out. And I want to kind of fill in the blanks here this morning when we, when we talk about that, all right? Here's the reality. Here's the reality. We live in a broken world. 
Say that with me. We live in a... It started all the way back in the beginning. Genesis chapter number 3, verse 17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I have commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed, say it with me, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. Thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art and dust thou shalt return. What are you saying? God curse this world. Our society is cursed. Our world is cursed. Our world is in turmoil. There are going to be earthquakes. There are going to be all of these things. Natural disasters are going to keep happening. And they're going to get worse and worse and worse. Romans 8.22 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. This earth that was created by God is groaning and is in travail. Everybody knows what it is when, when, when a woman goes into to, to, to travail with birth, the birth pains and the difficulty. That's what God is describing this creation. And I'm telling you, when you see those pictures, it's obvious. It's obvious. We are living in a broken world. We're living in a broken society. Job said this, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Full of trouble. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.1 says this, this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. We live in a broken world. We live in a world that says right is wrong and wrong is right. We live in a world that, 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 that I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into all of the politics and everything that's been going on lately all I can say is there's some insane people in this world in the culture in the world we live in it, it, it is I, I, I'm, I'm being dumbfounded by what people think is okay we're in a broken world it's not going to get any better there is no remedy to this world it's not going to change it's cursed and it's broken would y'all agree with that say amen you say, well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't believe that. I believe there can be peace. Do you realize that all of the peace treaty has ever been made? Now, I read this. This may not be accurate, but I read this. It's, it's very, very close, if not. But it said out of all of the, trees, the peace treaties that's been made, it's on record, how many of them, how many of them you think has been broken? All of them. All of them. All of them. We're living in a broken world. All right, secondly, this is the next thing I want you to see. Now, this is going to this is going to open a lot of eyes. This is going to open a lot of eyes. God is at war with sin. God is at war from the very beginning. From the very beginning. You say, "But God is love. God is love. God is love." I know that. I know that and he is. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. God is love. But, but if, 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 if you were a good doctor, this is how this works. This may be a way to understand this. How much God hates sin. How much God hates sin. You've got to understand that God is holy too. There are four beasts that are around the throne day and night crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. God is holy. In order to be holy, you have to hate that which is unholy, that which is sin. You see, a good doctor cannot be a good doctor unless he hates disease. He loves health. In order to love health, you got to hate disease. 
Does that make sense? You see, God is holy, and he is against sin. He is at war with sin because it is the exact opposite of what he is from the very, very beginning. He's at war. What's the opposite of peace? Come on. Oh, y'all got quiet on me. What's the opposite of peace? War. God is at war with sin. You don't believe me? Isaiah 48, 15. Isaiah 48, 15. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Psalm 7, 11. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. Let me read that again. God is angry with the wicked every day. Ephesians 5, 3, or actually 5, 6. Let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, and if you go back and read verses 3 through 5, you'll find out that it gives a list of immorality and, and, and sins <coughs> that are there in that chapter. And he says, because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Romans 1, 15. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. The wrath of God. God is angry with the wicked every day. There is no peace unto the wicked. Because of these things cometh the wrath of God on the children of Israel. Are y'all starting to see a picture here? God is at war with sin. There is a real war. There is a real battle. God is at war with sin. This brings us to see. This is the third reality we face. Not only, and we're talking about why is there an absence of peace? Why has peace been an impossible thing to attain on the world side? Because we live in a broken world. God is at war with sin. Watch this now. And here's where, here's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, just take away some myths that are being told everywhere. Sin, here it is, sin has made us enemies to God. Think about that. If God is at war with sin, and the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. None. All have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. And if God is at war with sin, and we just read all those verses, if God hates sin and he's at war with sin and we are sinners, then that makes us enemies with God. Let me read it. Some of y'all giving me funny looks. Look what it says, Romans 4.25. Romans 4.25, do we have that up there anywhere? If, if you've got it, I'm going to read it. I promise you it's there. If you don't, check it when you get home. But I, I think we, we have a verse, Romans 4.25, or excuse me, verse 10, Romans 10. I don't know why. I'm, 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 I'm putting these in the, in the outline, and it's, not, it's given a, a, a typo. But it's Romans 10, verse 10. For if when we were enemies... For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. That verse says we were enemies. Say that with me. We were enemies. Say it again. We were enemies. We were enemies. 
Before I came to know the Lord, before I trusted Christ as my Savior, we were enemies. What is an enemy? That's somebody at war. Who are we at war with? God. You say, I didn't declare war on God. He declared war on you. Because God is holy and God is righteous. And before you trust Christ, you are an enemy. You're an enemy. Well, I didn't pick that. You were born into that. Now watch. Watch this. John 8, 42. John 8, 42. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now watch what Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 says this. And you hath he quickened who were dead in your trespasses and in sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. What is that saying? Before we trusted in Christ, we were not, here's, here's I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm probably make some people mad right here. <clears throat> but it kind of goes with the last song we sung. I love that song. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Woo! You know what? Everybody in here can't sing that. How many of y'all have ever heard people uh, say this or maybe post this on uh, social media? Social media. Don't judge because we're all God's children. Man, y'all are afraid to speak now. Come on. You've heard it. Hey, we are all. That is not true. There is not one single verse in all of the Bible that says that we are all God's children. Now, there are multitudes of verses that says we're all God's creation. Well, what do you mean? Here's what I mean. You don't, you don't become a child of God by birth. You become a child of disobedience by birth. You become a child of wrath by birth. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, when you were born, you were born in sin. You were born in corruption. In other words, we were born broke. Let me prove it. <clears throat> How many of y'all have figured out, how many of y'all got kids in here? Raise your hand if you got kids. Raise your hand, not ashamed of it. Come on, help me. Help me. All right, you got kids. How many of y'all, you remember the day you realized you didn't have to teach your kid to be ignorant? <clears throat> remember that day when they just showed up and all of a sudden you said, where'd this kid come from? You remember, hey, 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 look at me now, look at me, look at me. Don't be looking at the ground. We're not praying yet, amen. Look at me, look at me. How many of y'all remember the first time they lied to you? My daughter, I can talk about her, she lives in North Carolina. When she was a little old bitty thing, she has a little old big thing. Most of my people, you've heard this a million times, but it's, it goes too good right here not to tell it. I had a, I had a, 
and it, this should have been a sign to me because she's like an Alabama fan now, and I had a Florida Gator. I had a Florida Gator tag, on, and I'm praying for y'all. I am. I know. I'm praying for her. I had a Florida Gator tag on the front of my truck, and she was, I don't know what age it is. It's whatever age it is. She, she couldn't talk that well. It's just that uh-huh or uh-uh. Whatever age that is, if y'all want to guess, I don't know. Little. And uh, she's standing there. She's, she's pulling on it, and it just breaks. I'm not going to just snaps right in two. That should have been a sign right there to send a reform school. Amen? <laughs> now she's an Alabama fan. God help us. Well, she breaks that tag, and I'm looking at her. And she sees it, and she turns and looks at me. I said, Jordan, did you break my tag? She went, huh? <laughs> I mean, she lied like a rug. I never sent her to lying school, y'all. It came. You know why? By birth, she wasn't a child of God. She was a child of the other one. I, I got a Bible. I just read it. Year of your father, Satan. There's no neutral ground. We're on one side or the other. And by birth, you say, well, how did y'all get to be a child of God then? By adoption. Let me read it. Let me read it. Yeah, hold on. Don't get excited. Hang on a minute. Look what it says, Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In other words, let me explain it this way. I grew up in church my whole life. My dad's a pastor. He's sitting right here. He's the one that comes in late all the time. Amen. Just mows you right on in. I'm kidding. And he'd whoop me for that if I did it. Amen. He, he, he preached, my dad, my mom, uh, I said I had a preaching daddy and a shouting mama, was in Sunday school my whole life. I mean, I memorized verses. Dad would take me on visitation, set me up on the stool and say, all right, son, quote, like I was a little monkey or something, amen. I just quoted verses. I had all these verses. But you know what? I wasn't saved. I wore, I wore a, 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 a three-piece suit and cowboy boots and had a Bible big as I was. Everybody, we had a little lady, uh, Granny King. She's about this big, and every time I walked by her, I hated it. She'd grab my cheeks and say, you're just the cutest little thing right there. Drove me insane. And everybody called me the little preacher boy. But you know what? I was lost. Because being, being a pastor's son, being a Sunday school teacher's son, growing up in church, going to Sunday school, memorizing verses, having, I can tell you anything you want to know about God, but that did not save me. I still was not a child of God till the day that Jesus convicted me of my sin and showed me my real condition and I repented before God and knelt before the cross and said, please save me. At that moment, I was adopted into the family of God. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, adoption's better than the real thing. You can disown a child, but you can't disown one you adopt. They in, say amen. That's right. That's right. That's, that's the law. Say amen. And we have been adopted into the family of God. 
that is a huge, huge myth that we're all God's children. We're not. You're not till you're adopted into the family. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means that, means that, that God's at war with sin. And that means that because we are sinners, we were born sinners, we came into this world sinners. And because of that, it makes us enemies to God. Well, if God's our enemy and we didn't declare it, he declared, he declared war on sin. And by birth, we are into that. We'll never have peace. That's right. But you can have peace with God. Let me give you the second thing. That was the reality we face. In other words, we're born in a mess. We're born into turmoil. We're born into trouble. We're born into difficulty. We're born sinners, and God is at war with sin. But look here. I want you to see the remedy we find. He said, in this world, ye shall have tribulation. How many of y'all have experienced that tribulation so far in your life? That turmoil in your life? Well, thank God, he says, I've overcome the world. Look what the Bible says in Colossians 1.19. In Colossians 1.19, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him, talking about Jesus, should all fullness dwell, and having made peace. Say that with me. And having peace. Isn't that what we're after? Man, don't you want to lay your head on your pillow at night and know you and God are okay? So how do we do that? And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to, look at that word, what's that word? To reconcile, to reconcile. What does reconcile mean? It means to bring this one and that one that's not together and bring them back together. In other words, Jesus, by the blood of the cross, has taken two enemies, God and the sinner and have reconciled them together so that we could come a wretched sinner that we are one who fails and makes mistakes and has everything wrong in their life we can come into the presence of a holy God because of what Jesus did on the cross we are reconciled together now I am no longer an enemy to God I'm his friend say amen church look what it says to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. I got another verse. I got another verse. Look what it says. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he, what's that word? Reconciled. Reconciled. Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. But now in Christ, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our, what's that word? Peace. peace. Save it. He's our peace and hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body, that means Jew and Gentile, in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Preacher, what are you saying? <clears throat> the only remedy... The only way 
that there can be peace between a sinful man and a holy God is by Jesus in the middle. I got it just a couple minutes, so let me explain how that happened. God is holy. Period. Say it with me. God is. Now, most of us in here, most of us in here, we've ignored stuff before in life, right? Y'all were lying in the house of the Lord. How many of y'all have swept something under the rug? That's what I'm talking about. Just, okay, I'm like, like that didn't happen. I'm just, you know. God can't do that. God's not going to do that. Because of his holiness, because of his purity, sin has to be dealt with. And man sinned. You and I sinned. It has to be dealt with. For the wages of sin is, for all have sinned. It has to be dealt with. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus came and took upon him the form of a man. God became man. God took upon him the form of the sinner. And he who knew no sin was made sin that we might be forgiven. And he took your price. He, in other words, he took your punishment. People say, well, well, Jesus died for me. That's right. But he died instead of you. So what happens now, we who were enemies to God are now made friends because Jesus took our punishment. The reason that I can have peace with God is because of his son, Jesus Christ. It's not because I've done anything good. It's not because I go to Temple Baptist Church. It's not because we passed out invites. It's not because we feed the hungry. It's not because we help people. It's not because of any good deeds we did. It's because the Holy Son of God on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross and he died on that cross for me. Preacher, I'm not good enough to get in. You're right. You're right. Look at your neighbor. Say this. You ain't either. There ain't nobody in here good enough. Nobody can earn peace with God. Watch this now. For by grace are you saved through that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now you can brag about a lot of stuff. You can brag about having the fastest car. You can, you can brag about having the best clothes or the biggest house. You can, brag, you can brag about all kind of stuff. But there'll never be a person walk through the pearly gates and step on the street of gold and say, look what I did to get me here. Not one. You know what the cool part about that is? You're, you're in a church of regular folk. <clears throat> you're in a church that's got a pastor who don't talk right. <clears throat> I know, I've done heard that. You've got a redneck hillbilly preacher, amen? 
But you know what's so good about that? Your education ain't going to get you in. Your, your, your portfolio, it doesn't matter what that is. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Because it's all about him. We've been brought together. We've been reconciled by Jesus Christ. The reality we face in this world will have tribulation. We will not find peace in this world. We will not be able to do anything to bring us back to, to God except through Christ. That's the reality we find. Then, then the remedy, the remedy is Jesus. The remedy is Jesus. The remedy is salvation. The remedy is placing your faith in God's Son. Then I want you to see this, the results we fix. And this is it. This is last. The results we fix. John 14, 26. John 14, 26. Or 36. 30 something. Anywhere you want to turn is great. Amen. I'm going to throw my computer right out my window. I'm telling you, it, it puts one thing in, in, in the, anyway. All right. Here's what I'm going to read. It's in the Bible, I promise. Peace. Peace. This is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Do you know why he said, not as the world giveth? You know why he said that? Because, because the world will tell you, you'll be at peace when your wife starts acting right. We know that's never going to happen. Amen. When your husband straightens up. When your kids quit filling the blank. Right? Boy, if the stock market would just, or if my boss, or, or if, 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 and we could put all these things here. And the world will tell you, when those things straighten up, then you will have peace. Well, so far, I haven't lived as long as some in here, but so far, as long as I live, none of that stuff's happened. And it's not going to. That's why Jesus said, this is not, I'm not offering you the world's peace. I'm going to give you my peace. And that peace is a peace that works in the midst of chaos. In other words, everything could be going to hell all around you, but you have peace. Because the world's peace comes from circumstances. God's peace comes from the Prince of Peace. And all God's people say it. Watch this. One more, one more, one more. Therefore, being justified by faith. Let me say that again. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Preacher, what are you saying? I came to tell you today. I want you to have peace. I love everybody in this room, top to bottom. I've seen a lot of you in, in terrible situations. I've seen a lot of you in terrible circumstances. I've seen a lot of you with tears falling off your face asking me why. And there were many of those whys I didn't have an answer to. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know why this had to happen. I don't know why cancer came. I don't know why this tragic wreck took place. I don't know why except to know that in this world ye shall have tribulation. And I came to tell you today, that's never going to change. There's going to be bad doctor reports. There's going to be accidents. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be tornadoes. There's going to be hurricanes. There's going to be tragic things that are going to take place. Listen, being, being a child of God does not make us immune to tragedy. But I'm here to tell you, you can have peace in the midst of all that. You can have peace no matter what's going on. You can have peace no matter what your situation is. You can, you can have peace no matter what turmoil is going on in your life. But it starts with first having peace with God. You cannot, let me say this, please, please listen up real good. You cannot face the tribulation that this world is full of and be on the wrong side of God. Because you cannot face it alone. You need God's presence. Man, I have been in the midst of the worst tragedies you've ever imagined. I mean, ever imagined. And I've seen people stand strong with grace and the peace of God in their heart. And then I've seen people that didn't have God in their life and fall apart at the least little thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you can have peace with God. It starts with salvation. Next week, we're going to talk about the peace of God. The steps that you take to have peace in your soul. The steps everyone can take that brings peace in the midst of chaos. The Bible says be careful for nothing. That word careful means anxious, anxiety. Be careful for nothing. What he's saying there is don't worry about anything. You don't have to worry about anything. The peace of God will guard your mind. The peace of God will be in Next week, we're going to talk about all of that. But that right there is irrelevant if you're not at peace with God. And you can be. Listen, that song that we sang is such an awesome song. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Wouldn't it be even better if you really was? Because being born into this world doesn't make you a child of God. It makes you a part of God's creation. When you come to Christ and believe in Him, believe in what He did on the cross, accept His love and forgiveness, you will be adopted into the family of God. You will be a joint heir with Christ. And that means we're brothers with Christ. We're in the family of God. But it only happens by adoption. You can't get into God's family by birth. You're born in the wrong family by birth. You're put in the right family by adoption. Will you trust him today? I want every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. Just for a moment. Listen, God knew you were going to be here. It's no accident. It was no... Listen, it was no coincidence that you're here today.